It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Chloe and it's great to have you listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, I hope it's going really well for you because it's it feels as I'm recording this, it feels like one of those awesome days. So I'm hoping some of that vibe, some of that magic is going to be hitting you too as you're listening. In today's episode, we're catching up with a lady who has so much knowledge in this industry of ours, who has done so many interesting things, spoken to so many awesome retailers about what they're up to, has worked retailer side before, and who six months ago, six months before we recorded this, we're recording in July and you'll be hearing it in September. Six months ago, she started her own e-commerce business for the first time. So to hear what she's picked from all the knowledge she's got of what works in our industry to focus her business on, I think we can all learn an awful lot from this. There is some very, very cool advice coming your way. Before we get into that though, please do check out the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. FreeUp makes hiring online simpler for e-commerce businesses. They pre-vet thousands of virtual assistants and freelancers every week and then give you immediate access to the top 1% of applicants. Check out why 10,000 plus businesses have already signed up for FreeUp. Receive a $50 credit when you sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And there's three E's in FreeUp. So it's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Tracy Wallace is the founder of Doris Sleep, a luxury pillow brand built on three generations of family expertise that is also using recycled water bottles. The business is six months old and they've already done $10,000 in sales. Hello, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And I'm super excited to find out what you've been up to at Doris Sleep. But before we dive into that, do you want to tell us how you got into e-commerce in the first place, please? Oh, my goodness. I have been in e-commerce since I started my career. So my first job out of college was in the e-commerce space at a company called naturallycurly.com. They sell curly hair products. So I've, I've kind of been entrenched in it. I, I went from there over to L.com, the, the magazine, and then to a uh, boutique startup in New York City, and then over to Big Commerce for about four and a half years, where I was their uh, global editor-in-chief. So just talking to a bunch of the customers, trying to figure out what strategies and tactics were working the best for them, and then sharing those with a wider audience to help other business owners. If, if people are thinking they recognize your voice and they recognize your name, it's probably because of how visible you were during that time at Big Commerce, isn't it? Yeah, I was. I was. So we threw an online conference. I did a bunch of speaking opportunities. I'm sure a bunch of people listening have probably met me in person. I still do a lot of that stuff as well. I'm still very, very well connected within that e-commerce space, clearly, because I'm still doing e-commerce. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
And now you've gone back retailer side, but this time to create your own business. So where in the world is Doris Sleep and where are you selling to? Doris Sleep is based in Austin, Texas. And really the segment that I'm highly focused on is selling specifically to Texas as well as folks in the Midwest. Overall though, I sell really to anyone in North America and then trying to figure out how I might be able to expand internationally. I have an email in my inbox right now from a guy in Italy who's like, I want four pillows do you sell to me and I'm like I can't say no but I might have to <laughs> I love the fact that you you've because you're you're you know in the early stages of startup you've gone we're focusing on Texas and the Midwest is that just because it's starting with a smaller population size in order to nail it there to roll out to the rest of the US or is it for some other reason there's quite a few reasons one big reason is because in my research of the e-commerce industry in general and watching the e-commerce industry over the decade or so that, that I've been in it, most startup e-commerce brands begin their focus in New York City, LA, San Francisco, and really all the coastal cities. And there's a lot of reasons for that. People in those cities tend to be early adopters. As a result, though, I, I think there's a massive missed opportunity in places like Texas or the Midwest or other places that aren't those coastal cities in terms of selling new products to them. On top of that, as you mentioned, the business that I started is really an extension of a family manufacturing company that sells, as you may imagine, pillows. Uh, but to, to B2B organizations, they sell uh, wholesale. They're, we're, we're a manufacturer. That family legacy tends to really resonate with people in the Midwest as well as Texas. Also, the entire production process behind everything that I'm doing is all in warehouses in the United States. So I use only U.S manufacturers, all the water bottles used within the, the pillows. And it's not like you're actually sleeping on water bottles. It's recycled plastic water bottles. And then that recycled plastic is uh, broken down into really soft fibers. It's very similar to what, what you might get like a micro down pillow or just a down pillow in general, except it's not animals, which is great. But it's all recycled plastic bottles upcycled from U.S. landfills. Um, it goes to a manufacturing company then in North Carolina that breaks it down into the material that we put in the pillows and then goes over to the Texas manufacturing company that blows it properly into the pillows, sews those up, and then gets them out. Again, that resonates with people in the Midwest and Texas. I'm sure it resonates with, with people in other places, but family legacy, all American resonates with them. Some of the stuff that might not resonate with them as much is the sustainability angle, but I'm really trying to educate them on why that is really important. So in the US, this is true globally as well. But again, my, my market's the U.S. In the U.S., the vast majority of um, pillow as well as mattress material is foam. And that started happening around the 70s. Before that, it was cotton. Foam began to be used because foam uh, is a lot cheaper to make, first and foremost. Uh, two, it's a lot cheaper to ship because you can compress it and it'll still come back up to its main shape, which you like see with all the Casper mattresses and everything that, that has uh, happened over, you know, the probably past, I get has Casper been around a decade? Anyway, but foam has some really big downsides. For one, it's terrible for the environment. It never goes away. It's made of oil, which plastic is also made from oil. Um, but again, we're using recycled plastic. And there are actually um, quite a few studies out there that uh, show that while plastic, like virgin plastic creation is not fantastic for the environment, 
in terms of greenhouse gases and like water used to, to create uh, the materials. Plastic uh, actually has a has a lower footprint than like glass, for instance, and, and a few other things. Anyway, I can send that that NPR report over to everybody <laughs> if they want that. Um, but foam never goes away. It's not fantastic for the environment. Um, beyond that, it's actually really, really incredibly dangerous for the workers in the warehouses. So this again is a global trend, but because I'm focused on the on the U.S., the U.S. has seen um, a massive decline in the you know middle portion of wealth earners, right? So so you have your top one percent, and then it's like a bottom ninety. It seems um, there are a lot of reasons for that, but a lack of um, really paying uh, manufacturing employees well is is a big part of that, as well as um, using U.S. manufacturers. Um, the U.S. Man- manufacturing uh, industry is a massive industry in the U.S. On top of that, it gives back a whole lot more to the uh, economy than it than it actually takes. So, I mean, there's there's a bunch of really good stats that I sadly don't have on hand. Again, I can send those over. The manufacturing industry has a massive shortage in uh, the amount of in, in employees, right, and, and people wanting to work there. It's about a three million person shortage, um, which clearly reduces how much you're actually able to uh, make. And the reason that f- for that is because costs are really low, but also working conditions are really dangerous, and that's especially true with foam. Foam is highly flammable, especially during the creation process, but it's also highly flammable sitting in your home. Under U.S. regulations, all foam products have to be sprayed with a chemical flame retardant before they can be sold to the public. So that's what you're sleeping on and putting your face on every night. So for me, um, and, and the, the story that I'm trying to tell is one about that, um, making sure that um, you know it's clear that we are using U.S. manufacturers, trying, trying to fight a little bit for their rights and make their working environments a little bit safer. And I'm guessing with that focus in Texas and the Midwest, because there's less launch activity going on there, the marketing might be a little bit easier than, you know, easier to get into the local magazines than it would be into the magazines in New York or LA because there's less people trying to do it. And the, I'm guessing the Facebook ads are a bit cheaper and so forth. I mean, to, to an extent, Facebook ads are just incredibly expensive in general. Um, I started um, doing Facebook ads because I started the business, uh, you know, in, in December. So when I started doing Facebook ads, they were already incredibly expensive. I actually haven't seen them um, to be worth my money or time. Um, retargeting ads are, um, but beyond that, not really. Instead, what I've been uh, really focused on is um, direct mail campaigns specifically to people who have just like moved to Texas, right? So I have a campaign out there that's welcome to the softer side of Texas. Um, you should probably update your pillows if you just moved with them. Most people don't replace their pillows ever. For everyone listening, I encourage you right now to go take the pillow cover off of your pillow and look at that pillow. And if it is brown, you gotta replace it. That is gross. Um, <laughs> is time. That's how most people uh, like deal with their pillows. So um, do do direct mail campaigns there. Also very much considering um, billboards on in, in like small towns on major highways. Um, those are actually cheaper than Facebook ads monthly. And, and you can still use those for social media campaigns and just awareness overall. So not as easy to track per se, but certainly makes you look like a really big brand and you're actually saving money. So that's nice. 
That's very cool. I would, I love it when someone's embracing the offline marketing methods because they have so much impact. Even if you can't precisely track a billboard, you can pretty precisely track a piece of direct mail. And it's, I think it's something which a lot of startups run scared from, but actually it can be incredibly effective. Right. Well, we're, I think, I think we're in a time right now where we're seeing the pendulum swing. I'll, I'll say it, it's, it has swung. We're not even like seeing it happen. Um, you know, 10 years ago, uh, Facebook was an incredibly profitable place for people to go and advertise because not very many people were doing it. And there were certainly people who went to Facebook, started advertising and became millionaires as a result of it. That is not going to happen today. Everybody is using Facebook. It's considered the rent for most e-commerce businesses, just like something you have to do to keep up with competition. As a result, uh, a lot of people are going back to the methods uh, that people used to use um, because not as many people are using them. So whether that's direct mail campaigns, whether that's billboards, um, a lot of people are doing, you know, events. I uh, was even talking to um, a founder of a company here in the U.S., uh, Kanuka. They are blowing up. It's a CBD beauty brand. They they are just freaking killing it. And one of their main strategies is get into retail stores like Nordstrom and like Ulta, which is crazy because 10 years ago, five years ago, any upstart uh, e-commerce company would have been like, absolutely not. That's the middleman. We're, we're going to Facebook and selling direct. Their strategy is the opposite. They're like, look, we're a CBD brand. We can't actually advertise. It's incredibly important that customers at Nordstrom know that we exist. So we're going to partner with the retailers. And hey, guess what? It's easy for us to get in because most people are ignoring those channels. Nice. I like it. Find the ground that other people aren't treading on and get your get your growth there. I like it as a strategy. And Tracy, dare I ask what platform you chose to build your shop on? Yeah, so it's on BigCommerce, of course. So I used to work at BigCommerce. I built it over on BigCommerce. Um, Again, I know a bunch of people in the industry, so worked closely with um, an an agency, um, Arctic Leaf. Uh, They're based in Southern California, and they they helped build it out for me. While I'm I'm very happy with the BigCommerce platform, I have been very surprised, and I hear this is true um, often on Shopify as well, especially when you do a lot of customizations, which I did. Um, I was very specific about how I wanted my site to be built out. Um, Apparently, when you do a lot of customizations on these platforms, um, it it becomes incredibly difficult for you to update images and things like that on your own. Um, so that's been a massive frustration of mine is that I have to reach out to a developer to get images and even like headlines updated, which is, uh, I mean, in, in my opinion, just BS. So that on the list of things to get fixed over the next six months, find ways to do it yourself. Well, yeah, so that that's on the list. And then also depending on, um, you know, kind of what happens over the next six months, um, my goal too would be to move off of either one of the e-commerce platforms, whether it's BigCommerce or Shopify. Um, I, I uh, do a bunch of work for other e-commerce brands uh, as well. Um, and one of them is moving to a headless CMS solution. So a headless content management solution, which um, we'll probably be using Forestry, but there's Prismic and Butter and Contentful. Those use a static homepage or a static site and some pretty basic language um, that, that, that Google can read through, then pulls on an API to serve up the content. I mean, it's it's a custom build for sure, but it makes your site incredibly fast. Um, and because it's a custom site, you get to build it and, and make it beautiful however you want. 
It is way more secure than WordPress is going to be. It scales a lot more than WordPress does. I'm just, I'm a big believer that today in order to build uh, a great e-commerce audience, again, because Facebook ads are so expensive, you really need to be producing content and building a niche community. People who trust you and believe in you and, and really like the cause that, that, that you're going after in order to do that, you need content. E-commerce platforms aren't made to host. But CMS solutions are, uh, and most of them uh, integrate with a big commerce or Shopify. So I'll, I'll probably, in the case that I have the funds to do it, be moving over to a centralized or headless CMS solution and then plugging everything in from there. I love it. Now, audience, I am not going to ask Tracy lots of questions about what headless is right now, because I know enough about it to know it is a big old topic and it could take us several episodes to get through that. But Tracy, have you got um, a, a link you can send me? I can add to the show notes for anyone who wants to get to get to the nitty gritty of Headless. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, guys, I will add that to the show notes for you once this is live. So you'll be able to go and dive into the world of Headless to your heart's content. Tracy, so who is Doris Sleep at the moment? What does your team look like? Oh my gosh, it is me. That is it. Um, I, I again, I, I come from a content marketing and SEO background. One of my main strategies, outside of you know direct mail campaigns, which are incredibly easy to set up, is uh, building out content and getting backlinks. Um, so that is what I'm doing. Um, and and I mean, clearly, I know a bunch of people in the space, so it helps in getting backlinks from from those folks. Um, but I, you know, I hop on podcasts, I go do speaking sessions. Yeah, so so it's a it's a team of me right now publishing content uh, and and kind of pushing stuff out, doing all the customer service work. Again, I am not looking to scale to a massive size overnight. I'm looking to pull in the right customers. So I mean, I'm I'm I don't have a huge customer base right now. I have you know like a hundred people, but those hundred people love the brand, and that like that's where I'm focused on is finding more people like those people rather than going after and casting a really wide net because that really wide net, one, is expensive um, and two, doesn't have a high conversion rate. So you're not going to be bidding on the Google keyword pillow anytime soon then? No, no, not on the Google keyword pillow, though I will be trying to rank for that, right? So um, whether it's, you know, yeah, like thin pillow, bed pillow, that kind of stuff, certainly working to rank organically for that um, rather than actually paying for it. Also, there's a bunch of other people much bigger with deeper pockets in the space than, than myself, whether they're um, other retailers or um, affiliate sites like tuck.com is a massive affiliate site um, that people pay a lot of money to, to write content for them to like rank products and they rank high in organic. And they also rank really high in, in all of their paid search ads. And I'm like, I can't, I can't compete with that. that that's not where I'm at. Um, so I'm, I'm focusing on a smaller, more targeted audience and, and getting to them in not online ways, which also a bunch of studies are now showing that Gen Z, so those folks who are, you know, like 18 to 24 right now, actually prefer offline methods um, and not online advertisements. So pull in, pull in those guys in. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. 
Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats and packages right from your desk. And for being an e-commerce masterplan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SEMPRO Online. Starting at $4.99 per month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online and do it all by printing from your PC. Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get you started. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Tired of posting jobs online and running into unqualified applicants? FreeUp is your solution. FreeUp interviews thousands of e-commerce freelancers each week and only allows the top 1% into their network. From Amazon to Shopify to Facebook ads to graphic design, they've got someone perfect for the role. Sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce masterplan and get a $50 credit towards your first hire. That's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce masterplan and there's three E's in free up. It's time for the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Tracy, you ready for these? Uh, I think so. <laughs> cool. Uh, the book top tip if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, gosh. So, I do not read business books books like as as like a general practice um for a few reasons one um a lot there are a lot of people out there who like write books just to like make more money and like that like that's just insane i'm like i don't need to go read a business book to like help you become more of a millionaire that's like not not the world i live in instead i read a lot of books on uh psychology and philosophy um psychology incredibly important to uh marketing in general but if I might like take a small twist on this, because um, it's not a book, but it's like a book. Um, the thing that I go back to often is uh, this YouTube course that was put out by Harvard called Justice 101. Um, it's about a 14 episode. Uh, each episode is an hour long. So um, it will take your whole Friday off if that's what you're doing. Um, you can like clean while you listen to it. It's not something you like really need to watch. It's kind of podcast like, but really what it is, um, is an introduction uh, to philosophy um, from Harvard. Uh, and it's in a Harvard class. It follows through the whole semester of that class. And the professor is really, really good. The students are super engaged. Um, the way he starts it off, and this is kind of how I hook everybody in with it, because it is so good. It's how he hooked me in. Um, but he walks out onto the stage and he's like, you know, I work at Harvard, clearly. Um, I work at Harvard. Uh, all of my friends are, you know, doctorates in physics and mathematics and like aerospace engineering, like whatever, whatever it might be. And he's like, when I, when I go to dinner with them it, and people, you know, have a few drinks, it always ends up coming up. Like, why, why would you go get a doctorate and spend your entire life studying something that like Socrates kind of figure out, like, do you think you are smarter than Aristotle? And he, you know, he's up on stage laughing and he's like, the answer to those questions is, is like, no, like, I don't think I'm smarter than those people, but that's not why you study philosophy to, to find the answers. The reason 
you study philosophy is because every single day, every minute of your waking day, you are making decisions, small decisions about, you know, maybe when you brush your teeth or how long you brush your teeth, whatever, to much bigger decisions. And if you do not understand the philosophy behind the decisions you're making, you're making the wrong decision every single time. I love it. I love a curveball. And I think you're the first person to ever recommend a YouTube series. So um, there's a first achieve for the podcast. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Sure. I mean, content marketing and SEO, too few retail brands are really, really investing in it. But you do know the brands who are. That's Glossier, that's Goop. Um, Gear Patrol is is another really good one. Um, Again, Facebook advertising, advertising in general costs are just continuously going up. What content marketing and SEO gets you is that same visibility in search. Um, so it, it has that, you know, wide top of funnel uh, traffic drawing into you side of it. But what it's also doing is building trust and building loyalty. You can retarget those people. Those ads tend to be cheaper. Um, I, I, I will always stand by content uh, as uh, really, really being a massive driver of, of influence for the long term. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, I mean, I use Canva for, um, you know, social ads or just, you know, some basic design. I'm not a designer by any means. And Canva certainly makes things really, really easy. Um, Clavio or Clavio, I'm not sure how to say that, for email marketing, uh, I, I really, really like. And then, I mean, I'm, I use, you know, Slack like every day of my life just to communicate with people. And Twitter. Twitter is a really great place to meet people and communicate. Cool. Awesome tips. Uh, and then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes back to content SEO and community building. So, and the the reason for that is because if you want to grow from 100 to 1000, you need to build loyalty. You, you need to, you need to provide people a reason other than like ads online for why they'd come and buy from you over like Amazon. Like what, like you're probably more expensive. Your stuff's probably going to take longer to get to them. Like you might even have less reviews than Amazon has. Like what's, what's the reason then? Um, and the reason is that you've built trust, that you speak to them, that you're building a community. So I would recommend people to seriously focus on getting very, very caught up on what's going on in the SEO and content marketing space. There's a lot of really great folks out there who do it incredibly well. Um, that means you'll need backlinks. It kind of plays into a PR strategy. I mean, content and SEO is a massive strategy, but it is the absolute best one for the long term. So much awesome advice there. Thank you so much, Tracy. Now, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and Doris Sleep on the web, please? Yeah, for sure. So I am at, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'll just throw that one out there again. So it's just Trace Wall at Trace Wall. Uh, and then Doris is dorissleep.com. That's two S's right there in the middle. Uh, you should be able to find everything there. We're also on Instagram, Trace Wall on Instagram, Doris Sleep on Instagram. Pretty, pretty easy. 
Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the show. I was, I have to say, as someone who's followed a lot of what you were doing at Big Commerce, I was excited to see what you did next. And I remain excited to see what happens next because I'm even more interested in your story now. So um, thank you for sharing so much with us on the podcast today, Tracy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So interesting to hear from Tracy there, someone who has so much experience in our industry, who's you know, got deep into how so many different businesses are growing and to see what she's putting in place to grow her own business, you just know you're getting some some top advice there. So I hope you've enjoyed that. Even though very, very early days for the business, so much to learn. Um, now to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the link that will explain headless e-commerce, incredibly hard to explain without diagrams. So that's in the show notes for you. Plus you'll have the top tips, links and details of related episodes and lots more if you go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Now, if you are listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do give us some feedback via their review app. I love reading your reviews and it helps us get a little, more, little bit more visibility in their algorithm, which therefore means ever more people get helped by this podcast because that's what we create it for to help you build your business. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.